0: everyone and welcome to another episode of raising bulls brought to you by the beautiful game network roughneck scarves and the most recent sponsor of our show icarus fc we'll talk about that at the end we are the only show dedicated to the new york red bulls 2 of usl championship and we are back for season five baby Woo! (laughs) i uh, cannot believe that this is five seasons now very excited so excited to be back Got a little bit to talk about. We will have more when we can see this team play more, <laughs> but until then, lots of question marks. As always at this time of year, we got a little bit less of a sneak peek because uh, the two team didn't fly out to Tucson. It is what it is, but we can talk about what we know about the roster, make some predictions about those guys. Uh, we also have head coach John Wallenek on the show once again for his one thousandth appearance. Uh, He is always great to talk to, gives us some insight into how things are going so far, the formations they're going to use, what players are standing out and, you know, a a good amount of stuff. I think you'll like it. Uh, He also picks what we will be asking every player this year. Uh, The first year that we ran the player poll, it was who was the least funny New York Red Bull player or New York Red Bull two player that um, thought they were funny. Last year, it was who was the worst dancer on the team. Reese Buckmaster won that one, and uh, Lucas Stauffer won the least funny that thinks they're funny award. Uh, and this year, it's a toss-up between two things, and I'll go into that in the interview, and we can talk about it at the end of the show, Joe. Uh, oh, I started to say, Joe, I didn't even introduce <laughs> you yet. Joe Steen is here. Hello, Joe uh,
1: Hi, Joe. How are you?
0: I'm doing crazy. I, uh... My voice is, like, burnt out from doing this audiobook I'm doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my back tweaked today, so I was, like, laid up oh. for the other part of the after- afternoon. I've got back spasms right now. Oh, like, God. Truly an old man. Uh, and, you know, I think Charlie just going crazy. How about you? How are you doing?
1: Uh, you know, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back for another season. Um, let's see if they can, uh, you know... The last season ended a little uh, poorly, unfortunately, but uh, we don't know a lot so far, but uh, I'm eager to see what this team can do this season.
0: I agree. Last right. year did end poorly. I'm going to do this. Ready? Previously on New York Red Bulls too. After a fantastic start to the season last year, they soared to the top of the standings. They were just steamrolling everyone. And then, you know, a set of circumstances combined with inexperienced players saw the end of the season sort of flame out, and uh they they fell early in the playoffs, uncharacteristic of this squad and uh, their expectations, but they definitely struggled. Ton of players out. Evan Loro, long-time goalkeeper, out. Really surprising. Uh And some of the best parts of this team from last year have moved up. Guys like... Jared Stroud playing with the first team, Chris Lemma, uh, Ben Mines, I guess he'll, he'll most likely be back down. But uh you know, there's a lot of questions around this this squad. All of the goalkeepers from the last year were let go. They have a new crop coming in. So many questions. Here's what we've got for a preseason roster. Alex Bobasia, he is a academy player. Uh, we've got Marceline here and David Grezik. Defenders, Jared Gilby. Again, he's uh, sort of like a trial player, but he has experience with the Academy and U23s. I think Academy and U23s. Uh, Bryce LaBelle, Academy. Connor Maurer, Academy. Ernest Mitchell, guest player. Midfielders, Samad Buntang. Uh, Caden Clark, a rostered player he signed before uh, preseason started. Derek Korf, <laughs> draft pick by the, by the Red Bulls. He was the League Two scoring champ. Uh, last year and MVP John Dennis uh, guest player Barry Sharifi academy player oh no sorry Uh, uh, draft pick CJ Weinstein guest player Miguel Yuste I very sorry Miguel I'm definitely saying your name wrong I apologize guest player Uh, Stavros Zaracostas a draft pick Sebastian Elney Joe Fala guest player Nico Petridis. Uh, oh, I should have said forwards. I'm not I'm not good at this yet this year, guys. Nico Petritas, uh draft pick. Brian Saramago with the U23s and Academy. He's a guest player right now. Uh, Omar So, of course, the young forward from Harrison. And Dantuma Torre. Torre, everyone was very excited about when he came into the Academy. Uh, he's been playing with them in the preseason. I haven't heard much or seen anything from that, so... uh not really sure how he's acclimated, but it's good to see him being included with the group because this kind of stuff uh, is great for experience for these young guys. Two preseason results to talk about. They beat the Richmond Kickers 1-0, Derry Corf with the goal, and then lost to Hartford 3-2 with So and Corf getting the goals. Corf two goals in the preseason. He continues to show that he can score. That was his thing in, in League 2, led the league in scoring. Here he is trying to make his way into the championship but he's got a lot to prove and uh john and i talk about that a little later on without barlow Jorensen, brian white this new crop is going to need to step up (laughs) looking at that sebastian elney and omar so are uh, absolutely in this this squad are those guys ready to take this team to the next level can those two play as the front two in the four triple two formation
1: Uh, I thought we saw Eleni kind of grow as the season went along last year. Uh, Obviously, we didn't get to see too much of so until later on, so I don't know if he really had time to get acclimated into the system and kind of play, and there there was a lot of back and forth with, you know, players getting called up and coming down. Uh, I believe Barlow was down a lot late last year, and... You know, there was just a lot of rotation late last year, which I mean, I'm sure we'll see some this year to a degree, but I don't, I don't know if there was a lot. Like, I think this year it'll be a like a completely fresh, like like new crop of players, and I want to say that's I, I, really like. So I think so is going to provide um, something up up top for them. I think he's going to be someone to look out for this year. Uh, as for Eleni, um, I don't know. I kind of feel like Corfi's really uh, impressed in the preseason. I wouldn't be surprised if um, he could, you know, be pushing for that spot.
0: Well, interestingly enough, he's listed as a midfielder. So maybe they see him as somebody who plays in sort of like the Kaku out wide, uh, but cuts inside and plays underneath the forwards and has a nose for goal. I'm not really 100% sure. Omar, so. I think that you you definitely nailed it in terms of, of those two. I'm more excited for what he's going to have in store this year. We know that he has the tools and uh, a high ceiling to achieve in this setup. And uh, I am really excited to see him get a run out there. I'm, I love watching uh, you know Barlow or uh, Jorensen play with this team, but I want to see these two young guys get a little bit more time. I think keep all three of them uh, with the first team just by the nature of how many are on the field at any given time and uh, let these young guys fight it out. There's so many spots on this team that are question marks right now. The midfield, I I don't even know what to make of, of who's going to be there. Caden Clark is signed. So we know that everything <laughs> else is just, you know, complete uh, guessing at this point. And the same with the back line. I think you're going to see Reese down here. I, I think you're going to see Preston Kilwine and Sean Nealis playing a little bit more. Ro- Roy Boateng, like you said, on the left, I'm not really sure. Is it going to be Bryce LaBelle? Are we going to see John Tolkien down here more often than not? I don't know. It's definitely going to be interesting. I think once Edgardo Rido is healthy and up to speed, that makes things a little bit easier here. You'll see Reese back on the left side, but my goodness, are there questions? And then in net, you got to think it's going to be Kendall McIntosh coming down from the first team, but is Alex Bobosia ready to, to jump up to USL Championship? academy to championship. He's a very young player. I want to say he was on the U-19s. It may have been the U-17s. There are pictures on RBNN. <laughs> <So, laughs> I even probably... I He's in an article I wrote, and I don't remember. There's, it's been too crazy over the last couple of weeks. Marcelin here, and David Grezik. both of them had decent college careers in the area. We're going to have to see who, who wins that third spot. It's definitely going to be an interesting thing here. Uh, what do we want I mean, to see this year? Well, every year is different, right? This group is young. They're inexperienced. Do you think that we can see this this team be as competitive as they were last year?
1: Well, going back to uh, LaBelle for a second, I mean, him and um, he was one of the – I think he – I believe our colleague Eric Freelander mentioned that he was um, on, I think, Red Bull's U19 team last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he, like him and, um,
0: he played 20, U23 last year. He might've also played U19, but he definitely played u twenty three.
1: Yeah. I think he played U9. I think he played U19 in the fall. Um, but him and, um, Connor Maurer kind of anchored that back line for the U19s team. So, I mean, he also spent time with the USL team last year. So, I mean, I think he's going to get his shot to start. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll see where he goes from there. But like you mentioned, when Rito's healthy, I think, you know, that's going to be somebody that's going to make a big impact on the team. As far as being competitive this year, the I mean, yeah, Nashville's no longer there because obviously you know they they moved up, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I mean, you still got a lot of teams in the East that are very talented. Um, a lot of former Red Bull players have moved on to teams in the East too, so I mean, there's gonna be a lot of familiar faces there. So. I want to say they're probably going to finish in a playoff spot again. I don't know where to say. I'm probably going to say like maybe 5th or 6th. Uh I think I don't think they're going to be able to compete with like, you know, I think they'll give the the upper talent like the more talented teams in the East a little bit of trouble at home, but again, this team's always their Achilles heels always the road. The road games and we'll have yeah. to see how they uh we'll have to see if they get over that this year. They've been be- they've been getting better every year it seems since I think it was, uh, they had since I think it was 20, the 2017, 2018 season. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to see how they, how they go on, how they handle being, uh, away from home this year. And again, like, you know, they, they played very well, uh, early on last year and faded late, you know, I I don't know if it was the fact of, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of players coming up and down. It was a chemistry issue or maybe, you know, you know, the, the wear and tear of the season kind of took a toll on them, but. They didn't finish they didn't finish like how we expected them to last year. And you know, we I think a lot of us expected them to maybe go not to the Eastern Commons finals again, but at least get a win in the playoffs, and that didn't happen, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean look, the defense really fell apart. And it was because of absences and, you know, struggling to get a consistent group out there and certain players struggling with different roles, but yeah, it was a very difficult end of the season. And when I look at this group, it actually kinda of reminds me more of uh the twenty fifteen group that there's just a a lot of inexperience and young players in this in this team and it's gonna make for i think a difficult beginning last year they came flying out of the gate i think it's going to be a much slower start this year you're gonna see something similar to 2017 or 2018 where the team you know they got some okay results to start but had to come on strong to make that playoff push and then you know once you get to the playoffs anything can happen here um let's look at what players we expect from the first team to be coming down. I'm going to start. I think Chris Lemma uh, is going to be spending time here. I think Mark Schakowsky is going to back up Sean Davis and Christian Caceres, and maybe they'll put Florian Velo in one of those two spots. If both of them have to come off the field for some reason, because I think they, they kind of look at him as sort of a utility player. I'm not sure his best spot is in the middle in, you know, for triple two, but that leads me to believe that Chris Lemma is going to still be seeing time down with the twos.
1: I would agree with Chris Lemma. I think uh, like you mentioned before, Sean Nealis is probably going to see some Mm -hmm. time down here as well. Um, I guess depending, I mean, I, I I guess depending on um, availability, Jared might even see some time down here to kind of keep him fresh too.
0: Yeah. I think we're going to see something uh, with him. Like we saw with Davis where uh, if they were playing at home, on a weekend where the Red Bulls were were playing, and maybe he wasn't getting time, that he'll start with the twos.
1: Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Uh, depending on, I guess, how he how the season how he starts the season, John Token could also spend some time down here. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. We don't know what's going what the left back situation is going to look like for the first team this year. So he could possibly stay up.
0: Well, so right, um, right now, I don't know. The, they haven't even signed Pat Segrist yet, so if they don't, you got to think that Tolkien yeah. gets the nod to start, and then it would be very unlikely for him to be playing with the twos. But I think the way that uh, Segrist played in preseason, it's, it's likely that he's going to sign a contract and probably start.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of eager to see like what, to, like how, how far Tolkien's come because I mean, you know, he only, you know, came he only came to the twos last year, and you know, and then you know made such a big impact so i mean maybe they feel enough confidence in him to start but uh i, I think more often than not we're probably going to see him with the twos
0: the other guys that we mentioned already a little bit boateng and mcintosh Buckmaster, uh all uh, absolutely probably going to be there i think ben Mines is in that conversation is there anyone else on the first team that you think we'll see uh play with the twos
1: um potentially uh, i mean potentially barlow or your or uh i guess it just depends how many forwards they you know how many people they how many forwards they want to carry on their bench yeah. um when they uh you know during games so i mean you know especially with the road games they might say hey you know we're, we're gonna keep one behind it you know again same thing try and keep them fresh
0: okay very fair uh I agree. There's not really a whole lot of other players I can think of right now that I would expect to spend time down. Maybe we'll see Mandela Egbo early just cause he only got into camp, uh, mm-hmm. very late and similar to what they did with Michael Mario, They let him get a game or two with the twos. Actually, Murillo's first game. If anyone remembers, uh, he had a horrific, he had a great yeah, he had game, own goal. Own goal. not own goal, but he, he turned the ball over in a really bad spot that led to the goal. Uh, was it at,
1: against Harrisburg, at, I
0: believe? Yeah, it was one of the teams that like the Red Bulls had always beaten, and it was the first time they had <laughs> But, look, I'm, Mario had a bad game first time out, ended up being a very good player for a while, uh, and then last year not so much. Uh, let's not get into that, though. <laughs> uh, okay, Joe. I called upon the power of Joe Steen this week to create, by request... Uh, fans out there an X red bull two report we are not doing this on the show every week okay but i just <laughs> want to give you guys an idea of where players are we'll let you know uh, the players that are in season right now how they're doing but i wanted this to be able was, to do this, this
1: this list was great to make it was it was so much fun trying to track down every player
0: um, look, I mean, you got a lot. I feel like there's probably even still some out there that aren't on this list, and that's okay. We, you got a lot. I mean,
1: listen, I, 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 I tried. Like a lot of them, I was just like, it, like I, I would go and they would say it would say no team, and I'd be like, all right, they're not signed. Like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? And then, and then I'm looking up guys, and they're retired, and I'm like, you know what? Because well, I, I was the one guy I was kind of disappointed that retired was Stefano Bonomo.
0: Yeah, um, I was bummed. He just retired. I like, yeah, the promo. injuries though. Uh, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, ah, uh, I'm like, ah, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to like check in on him in sac- at Sacramento and see how he's doing. But, you
0: know, yeah. I got it. I don't remember who asked for the, uh, the list though. I want to find that out. I feel like it might've been Ed Ritter. Somebody asked for an ex Red Bull two report and you know, I, I like to be accommodating. So,
1: I will. Wow. I will. I will put this. I, I. I will. I will make a guarantee this year that I will have this on the site every week.
0: Oh, good. You. I love this. Thank you. That sounds fantastic. Will, Look, you did. I. I.
1: Because I. Because I, I slacked off a lot last year, but I will have this on the site every week.
0: I promise. I <laughs> that promise. That sounds good to me. <laughs> the hardest part is putting the first list together. Once that's together, then yes. it becomes a lot easier. And you did the and hard it's, work. And it's, it's organized. The list. <laughs> It's beautiful.
1: The list is the list is color coded, guys. Like I broke it down by team. So it's actually so actually I don't have to like go, okay, go to this guy and then go back to the other team. All right. And then go to this team again.
0: Luckily a lot
1: of the players that are that formerly played for this team are a lot of them are on the same team.
0: (laughs) They do. They all bunched (laughs) up. It's fantastic. Okay, so here we go. X New York Red Bulls two. Domestic players first, everyone. Tampa Bay Rowdies, they've got Evan Loro and Jordan Scarlett. It's almost like it's a draft at the end of every year of like what teams in USL get to take <laughs> these players. Uh, Miami FC, Hassan Ndam and Yanish and Lobe. They did not play together on the same team, but they are now together. Uh, oh, I forgot one. Vincent Bezicourt, also with Miami. Memphis mm-hmm. 901, this is a heavy hitter. They got a bunch. Scott Levine, former goalkeeper, and uh, I, th- I think most of these people were on the show. Dan Metzger, Zach Carroll, and Brandon Allen. Real Monarchs, Noah Powder. His uh teammate there kinda moved up to the first team, Douglas Martinez. Great first appearance for Douglas, and then he kind of fell off a cliff here. But I'm glad that he's having some success out in Salt Lake. New Mexico United. They've got three. Amando Moreno, David Najem, Andrew Tanari. Man, I miss Andrew Tenari. Ooh, actually that
1: so that's 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 a good that's a good reunion. Yeah. Tenari and Moreno. Ooh, I, yeah. I actually like that.
0: That's real good. Uh, Phoenix Rising. They've got Junior Flemings and Jose Aguinaga. Louisville City still has Darren Speedy Will- or Darren Devin Speedy Williams. Speedy <laughs> is a cup machine. That guy. He if he would have yeah. won this past year, it would have been insane. But he's been in the USL finals every year since 2016. Zika Lewis <laughs> with Charleston Battery. Aaron Basulovic, Oklahoma City Energy. Nico DeVera, Portland Timbers 2. Kevin Pollitz is in Hartford. Rafi Diaz, Sac Republic. Wahab Akwe. Still there. Wahab Akwe had a great season last year for the Richmond Kickers. Was picking up all I believe he picked up an end of season uh you know, like best eleven award.
1: They had a lot of clean sheets last year. Yeah. They they had like a ridiculous like every week I would I would look and like the kickers had like a clean sheet and I was like, did Akwe play? I'm like, oh he did. I'm like, okay, well, all right then
0: he's doing very well for himself there uh, Rashid Nuhu at Union Omaha some guy named Derek Etienne, I don't know who that is he's at Columbus Crew SC that's actually uh, the Mark <laughs> Anthony K he's like who? Derek Etienne was talking about him <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bolu Akinode he's with Birmingham Legion Santi Castagno with the Cosmos the New York Cosmos good lord Dilly Duca, FC Motown. Is he? I don't think Dilly Duca is still playing for FC Motown. Uh, I, I I'm gonna question that one.
1: I don't. I don't yeah, I don't know. I, I looked, and that's what it said. So
0: I think he's retired, but that's okay. David Abador. he's at the Oakland Roots. He came back from overseas. Speaking of overseas, what a segue. Tyler Adams. Don't know who that is either, but he's apparently at RB Leipzig. <laughs> Hasn't played much. He's been out for injuries. Only five appearances this season. Alan Yannis. Oh, man, I'm going to say this wrong. Communicaciones FC. Oh, I hope I did that right. Five appearances on the season. See, when I do this, Joe, I write everything phonetically because I'm an idiot. Uh, Zumana Simpara, AS region.
1: <laughs> this is what, I wrote this phonetically.
0: This is what <laughs> happens when I do this the first time and then I look all these up. But this is just me reading them. <laughs> Lucas Stauffer. FSV Wacker Nordhausen, 17 appearances on the season, five yellow cards. Way to go, Lucas. Uh, Gideon Ba, Shakhtar Karagandi, signed on January 24th. Fidel Escobar, he's with Cordoba CF, 18 appearances, two yellow cards. Morias Obakop, Nantong Jian, 17 appearances, four goals. Anatole Abang, Sharif Tiraspol, he just signed on February 6th. And Dan Bedoya is with Atletico Pantoja, signed on January 1st. Whew. Man, that's a lot of players. And like I said, I bet there's more that aren't even on here, but it's hard to track everybody down, everybody. This is a good list. Joe, early round of applause for you. Yay. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break now, and you guys are going to get to hear the talk I had with John Wolanek earlier, and we'll discuss... The groundbreaking decision he makes at the end of his interview that will affect the lives of every Red Bull 2 player this season. Coming up on Raising Bulls. (laughs) Stick around.
1: Not bad. Not bad. (laughs)
0: And we are back. First guest of the season, and it's the heavy hitter. I don't know. He's he's been on at least seven, eight times. Head coach of the New York Red Bulls, too, Mr. John Wallenack. John, thanks for being on the show again. Uh, no problem. My pleasure. It's always good to talk to you. I, this is my favorite time of year because it's it's almost like unwrapping a, a present uh, for a Red Bull too. Because I'm never really sure what exactly we're going to be seeing out of the gates. And, you know, that's a little bit um, more down to the specific players than it is the system. You know, I, I think we've come to expect uh, the level of play on the field and how their approach will be. Uh, but those individual cogs are, are really still a mystery. How have things been so far this preseason? Yeah, pretty good.
2: I mean, this, this preseason has been a little bit different in the past. Um, first, uh, we didn't get the opportunity to go to Arizona. Uh, so that's been a little different. Uh, so we had a little change of scenery in that sense. Uh, you know, it's the place that we've gotten used to uh, going and playing those NLS teams. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was always a tough challenge playing such a tough teams straight off the bat. But I thought it was a good opportunity for us to see if it, was, it, was, it was been a little different. And then since we've been separate, we, you know, a little, a little bit shorthanded because a couple of our guys were uh, with the first team. And then we added a couple of injuries uh, early. So that made it a little difficult. Um, so it's a little bit different uh, feel, but all in all, I think uh, things kind of began. The guys getting healthy, we got guys back in uh, from the first team. So uh, in the last uh, few few days for sure has made me feel really good.
0: And uh, per usual, a lot of draft picks. Uh, academy players sort of guesting with the team. I think there's a lot of question marks around um, certain positions in terms of uh, where, where the depth will be. Uh, but uh, of these incoming players, who's been, you know, impressive so far? Yeah, it's a,
2: it's uh, an interesting question. Like I said, uh, you know, we've been a little shorthanded, so it's um, been a little tricky. Um, you know, guys that were coming back, like Sebastian Elmi and Preston Kiwan would have been nice to get them going straight away and see where they're at. Um, but it took a couple of little injuries kind of slowed them down a little bit, but they're happy now, so that's good. Um Almost so, it's been really interesting this preseason. Um, got to see a little bit last year, and, you know, it's a bit of a, uh, of a question mark with coming from the academy, you know, how much of the uh change and the bump up in play can handle, and, uh, I thought signs last year positive, um, but now going into the full season, it'll be interesting if, uh, you know, he can handle being in every game and is he a starting lineup guy or is he a guy off the bench? But he's he's been really positive this off season. He, um, you know, really started to get into shape and I think he uh, has started to mature and, um, you know, he's, he's proven that, uh, you know, he can play at this level and now, you know, it's just going to be how consistent is he, and how, how much opportunity
0: did he get, and what did he do with it? And he's obviously a striker. The first team been trotting out the four triple two uh, for most of the preseason. Is, are we going to be seeing that in USL as well this year?
2: Four triple two. I guess I, it's awkward saying that, but I guess I, I should use it because I always forget
0: the number of twos. How yeah, twos in,
2: how <laughs> many twos I said and. <laughs> Let make sure I get all the tears in there, but, uh, yeah, so we've been working on it quite a bit this preseason. So I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if that's how we start the season. Um, you know, you never know where it's going to go. Obviously over the last five years, we've fallen back on the four, two, three, one, you know, four, three, three. And, uh, I'm sure that'll be a, a part of the season as well. Um, but with the first team being pretty consistent with that and, uh, you know, having some of those strikers down, I want to make sure that I'm preparing them to, to step in with the first team. So I, I think we'll uh, be using it, you know, how often, which games, I'm not totally sure, but right now we're, we're working on it pretty hard. Uh, you know, we've been pretty consistent with it. And, uh, you know, we rolled it out in 2016 in the beginning of the year and played it quite a bit and then went away from it in the end. But, um, you know, it's... it's, it's a little change with that, and, and I think so far the, the results have been, you know, a little mixed. But I think, especially now it's getting healthy and stuff, and guys like Omar and um, you guys like Derry Corr and certain guys, I think uh, it's been uh, interesting, and I think it'll be pretty uh, powerful way for us to play.
0: Yeah, Derry I think is an interesting player. He's a guy that I was keeping my eye on because of his success at uh, League Two. Do you th- see him as a guy who's ready to step up in, in the championship?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, he's a guy that we had in during the summer last year. Uh, like you said, I think uh, some of those things where we saw him play against our PDL team, noticed that he's scoring some goals on that level, and wanted to have him in to give him a look, and we liked him in the few days that he had him in, brought him to our combine. Uh, he did well. Um there's a question mark with, you know, he's not exactly a style player, um, but we felt like his soccer IQ, is, uh, so his intelligence on the field was high. Uh, he's technical. Um, he's probably a better one be one guy than we thought. Um, great right foot, strikes the ball well, um, Good passer. So we like him a lot. Um, the question with him is just, you know, how much will he be willing to um stay within the lines with us and um and then how well he can show all the weapons and tools that he has, you know, while staying with, within our system and showing up giving us the stuff that we need. Um and then, uh, then let his uh, strengths come through in that system and you know, and through that process over the last, you know, bunch of weeks with have um, been first in camp and now with us. Um the trend is positive, and you know we're, we're pretty excited about where it's going. The other th- uh,
0: position I was watching closely uh, is in, all the way in the back. Obviously, Eric, um, Evan held down the position for the last couple of years. It's a little bit of um, maybe a tiny bit of a question mark. Not not necessarily the starter. I think that um, you know I, a lot of us are, are expecting to see you know Kendall McIntosh come down and, and get some minutes there. Uh, but obviously, plenty of room underneath. Goalies you brought in for the preseason, some um, you know sort of trialists around the area and, and academy guys. Uh, what have you thought of them?
2: Yeah, so um, with the with the first team having three uh, strong play, uh, goalkeepers with experience, you know, there's a good chance that uh, one of those guys, you know, Kendall being being a part of it, um, you yeah, know, so that that's. It's going to be interesting how that plays itself out. I don't have full control over that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that'll be determined by injury and um, form and um, suspension, all that stuff. So uh, that'll be an interesting piece. Uh, And then the the draft pick with uh, Wallace Lapsie, you know, um, we knew we were interested in bringing in a goalkeeper, and um, Wallace impressed us, especially in his interview. And, uh, you know, he's been really good this preseason. So. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's a big part of what we do. Um, Beginning with the three from the first team, it'll be interesting on, on exactly how that goes. Um, you know, whatever predictions I gave you would probably be wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we feel we feel pretty good um, about things, especially for for the for the second team. I think we'll have a good mix of Kendall coming down, being a part of it, and then you know, depending on he has got the job at the time? Uh, in might see um, other guys as well trying to stay sharp and get 90s when possible. And then, you know, you also see um, some uh, whatever goalkeeper we'll that ends up signing with us. You know, Wallace has, has done really well, so I um, wouldn't be surprised if he's around. And we're uh, really excited that, that the possibilities and you know, um, potential. With him, he's a really good guy, very really smart, uh, really interested in getting better. So he's impressive in, in a lot of the off the field stuff and on the field. He's been positive too. I thought his Richmond game was was really good. So, um, so we'll see where that goes, and um, it'll be interesting. But I think um, it would be a nice mix and a, and a good balance between a couple guys with a lot of experience and, and uh, some young guys as well.
0: And when you look at the season ahead, obviously for Red Bull two, it's all about. Uh, sort of these development goals. Do you have any short-term or long-term goals uh, that you're looking at at this point?
2: Um, that's interesting. Um, you know, always at this point, it, it's there's certain things that I want to hit as far as the style of play goes because we have, you know, a, a significant amount of guys that are learning it for the first time. So, um, you know, so certainly in the beginning of the year, it's more about performance and how we play and, and what package we're grabbing onto and, and, and showing in the games and you know it's always a question early on uh, how well they'll perform, you know, under the lights so to speak. So um, obviously the goal is to help as many of these guys um, get better and show that they belong with the first team. Um, you know, we have some young guys with the first team that are uh, in the mix that striker and um, some of those guys will end up with us, so helping them, you know, pushing them forward as we did last year with Farlow and Jurgensen. So hopefully, you know, we can, we can support the first team and help those guys uh, continue to improve and push them. Um, you know, centre back will be interesting for us this year, so um, hopefully we can. Um, you know, we'll have an interesting mix with uh, Sean you Newell's know, playing on us a little bit. Um, hopefully pushing him forward and, and improving his standing within uh the first team and then the competition with Bo and Kilwan will be interesting to you guys that uh at times last year showed some positive things, but you know, second year uh, the standard goes up, so hopefully uh those guys can move up to it and, and we can move them on as well. So
0: well, speaking of center backs, there was um, a performance that stood out for me the the other night uh, getting to see Kyle Zietz playing as a center back with the first nice. team, uh, I, I was pretty impressed with what he did. I thought him and Sean uh, paired kind of well. I was interested on uh, what your thoughts were. Yeah, I'll
2: be honest. I, did, I didn't get to see. I saw some highlights from the games. So I you had trouble get on the games <laughs> while we we're down in Richmond. I were apparently being out of market, allows well, that doesn't oh, right. <laughs> stream. Yeah, so a couple guys that figured it out. I not that's the advanced or whatever, but so I, I got some highlights and stuff, but I heard from the first thing that Kyle did very really well. That's um, not too surprising. He's a smart kid and, uh, you know, Georgetown Education and Academy guys who so always knew that you know, Kyle's soccer IQ was pretty high and he's probably faster than you think. Um, and, uh, you know, for a six, he's got some height to him and uh, he's got a little bite, so not totally surprised there. I don't, Know what that means for the future. We'll, we'll see um, where it leads. But you know, he's a positive guy for us last year, and um, you know, he's one of those guys that when I looked at, I probably should have got more time and figured out what how more ways to get him on the field because he deserved it first and foremost. And uh, you know, he certainly showed improvement through the year. So he'll be a guy that um, you know we're pushing forward and, and trying to you know have a bigger role this year, and uh, hopefully he. You know, Embracing that and continues to improve. He's a hard worker, so um, hopefully
0: we we'll see a couple next steps from him. And John, this has been fantastic. Uh, before I let you go, I'm going to leave it up to you uh, to make the choice between the two poll questions I have for the players this year. Uh, last year it was who was the worst answer. The year before, uh, who was the least funny but thought they were funny. This year, it's a toss up between worst haircut. And worst style, which one should we okay. choose?
2: I prefer to stay away from both of them because uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm going somehow. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. We've we've got some interesting hair this year, so maybe it's the the haircut.
0: All right, all right. You heard it here it's first. The worst
2: haircut haven't you? The problem with that is that it changes, oh, oh. kind of lingers, so. Yeah, right. So I think right now it would be interesting
0: to go with haircut. Okay. Uh, you heard it here first, it's
2: folks.
0: We're going <laughs> to poll who has the worst haircut. Thank you so much, John. I'm so excited about uh, next week and getting to watch you guys play. And we wish you nothing but the best of luck for the year to come. Awesome.
2: Much appreciated. Always a pleasure. It's always fun. So we'll be back soon.
0: And when we come back, we'll be answering your questions. So stick around. And we're back final segment everyone we don't have a game to preview yet we'll do that next week uh, but for now we're going we're gonna to leave you with first our thoughts on the groundbreaking decision on what we will be polling the players with this year which Red Bull 2 player has the worst hair I love it I love it so much I cannot <laughs> wait to get into this this year uh, my favorite part of asking the players this is always them laughing when they realize who they're going to answer and so I, I'm very much looking forward to that this season. Joe, looking back at teams past, who would you nominate for worst hair? Let's just, let's uh, limit it to last year. Who on the team last year gets the worst hair award?
1: Well, you mentioned it, I, I think, before. I think John Tolkien might be in the running yeah, for that.
0: I agree. John Tolkien's <laughs> hair last year was, was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think like who else I might have given that to in the past. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe at times fine, Kyle Duncan. Would... Maybe at times Alex. Right.
1: Yeah, Alex's hair is kind of all over the place today. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Florian, when he had the, like know. the bright uh, blonde hair.
1: Yes. Yeah. Florian. Well, I don't know. I kind of like Florian with the blonde hair. I'm not, I'm not. I right. thought. It, I thought it kind of. It, it was. I don't know. Some people can pull off. Some people can't do the bleached hair, and some people can. So I don't know. Oh. I, I guess it depends on the person.
0: The Aaron Long mullet.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that one was not <laughs> <all> good. <Yeah. laughs>
0: all right, all right. We won't speak too much. Time of, well, on that. actually,
1: with, with so well, so the person that I usually go cut my get my hair cut, um, they actually botched my hair. Like they weren't there, and the person that was replacing them botched my hair oh, a few no. weeks ago. So they completely buzzed everything and i was like oh man i feel i feel like i'm back in like 6th grade like going to school with a buzz cut oh that's and okay i'll let you and it. i got ridiculed for it for weeks that's <laughs> it's, it's finally back to normal
0: that's my default haircut because i cut my hair because i'm too cheap to get it cut somewhere else <laughs> <laughs>
1: It doesn't look good for me.
0: It doesn't look good for me either, but it does look good for my wallet. So I'll throw that out there.
1: Uh, Okay. All right. All right. That's fair.
0: Okay. Uh, before we get too sidetracked, let's get to the questions. We've got two people writing in questions this week. We're going to start with Ira Jersey, fellow BGNer. He's on the beautiful game network. He's writing over there. I got to give Ira some credit because he did a couple of pieces on pro rel and, uh, Anytime you put yourself out there on pro rel, it is a nightmare. Congrats, Ira, for having the chutzpah to do that and to to face the firing squad, as it were. Very much uh, um, impressed. <laughs> Very much impressed. And good pieces. Go out there to bgn.fm and read them. And if you haven't been to bgn uh, in a while, new site layout. It's not uh, podcast focused anymore because they mixed in a lot of their writing. Uh, and it's a lot easier to kind of parse through content. So very much think that you guys should go out there and check that out. Anyway, greetings, podcasting Kings. There's no way Ira, that you're talking to the podcasting Kings, but thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, The baby bulls have had a great run making the playoffs each year. Thanks in large part to the development pipeline with a number of players going up to the first team. I have three questions. One, who is likely to fill in for Tolkien? Let's let's just address them as we go. Uh, I guess okay. when everyone's healthy, that's going to be Buckmaster, right?
1: Yes, I would say so.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think maybe you see like an outside guy, uh, like a dark horse candidate, maybe like um, Bryce LaBelle. He's really more of a midfielder, so I'm not sure <coughs> how they're going to play him on that back line. Um, but he could be playing as a left back. We'll have to see. It could be somebody like uh, Kyle Zietz. I've, that's another guy that we didn't mention before. He trained with the first team for preseason, and he even <laughs> played as center back for a match and looked good. So maybe he ends up on the back line. Who knows? Uh, but um, it, it, it'll be interesting for sure. Okay, second, who will play up top? Or is someone going to loan down again from the first team? Like you know, uh, He's Johansson, but Jorgensen or uh, Barlow. Uh I got to think that you're going to see Elney so as the go-to players up there. Maybe you see a guy like, uh, you know, Jorensen or Barlow drop down. I would I would be inclined to think that Barlow is going to be first or, or last on the first team depth chart and will end up in USL from time to time. But because they're playing two forwards, I'm I'm not so certain. What do you think?
1: Yeah, we touched on this earlier. I think because they're playing two forwards, they might elect to keep maybe two on their bench. Uh, I, I, I I, actually think it maybe it could be more Jornson than Barlow, to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay. Because uh, I, think, I, I think we saw, like, because Barlow made the, he, his first year with the USL side, he really didn't make much of an impact. Last year he makes a big impact. I wonder maybe if we can kind of see that for the first team this year. Year and he kind of maybe makes more of an impact, like kind of like Brian White did last year. Not to Brian White's effect, but maybe he you know gets in there, gets some time, and you know he's worked on th- some things this uh, this off and you know he's become a better player.
0: Okay, fair, fair. I think that's absolutely fair. I think more likely than not. Um, I, I, I'm wondering about uh, if Derry Corf makes the team or Corfi. I'm not sure how you say that. If he's going to be somebody who's going to be playing up there or out wide, definitely going to be interesting to watch. Uh, and any up and comers we should look out for this season? Well, I mentioned the one, Derry Korf. I think Omar mm-hmm. So is in that list. Who else do you have?
1: Um, I want to. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Preston Kilwin. I think he showed a, a lot of potential last year, and I think he could make that uh, next step this year.
0: Okay. All right, I think uh, I think that that's not a bad choice. I think Kyle Zayats, uh, John is also very high on, and um, in the interview he talked about how um, he probably should have tried to find more ways to get him on the field because of how well he played last year, and I think you're going to see yeah. that continued growth. So uh, that would be my, my next pick.
1: Yeah, Kyle's, Kyle, Kyle uh, he had a lot of games last year where he was clearly one of the better players in the field.
0: Yeah, his, um, his passing was phenomenal
1: yes yes and he uh and he really kind of i mean he, he embraced he when he got when he got his chance he kind of took that he, he took that chance and ran with it so I, I want to see again him more with with more consistent time this year because i think chris lemma kind of you know it, it was it was a tough choice between him and lemma for most of the year last year
0: yeah i agree um that's the end of ira's email keep up the great work ira jersey thank you ira I'm going to have to, uh, if you get out to a game, I wrote, search me out. We'll get you a uh, a sticker. Everybody gets a sticker. And then the next one, Patrick Dewan, friend of the show. Hello, Pat. Uh, who are the candidates from this year's squad to Florian slash Jared their way onto the first team next season? I'm going to go with that first guy that I mentioned, uh, Kyle Zayetz. I think that if he continues to improve the way that he did uh, throughout the season last year. That I could see him in the conversation as being a depth guy with the first team, although I guess Florian slash Jared, that's really talking to guys who are going to play more often than not. I think both of those guys are going to be coming off the bench quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. so who do I think could absolutely step up? Maybe, uh, I, you know, I'm going to keep name dropping him, but maybe Omar So is that guy as well? I think that. Mm-hmm. He's got so many good tools for the way that this team wants to play because he's good with the ball at his feet. He's got a really nice range of passing. He's quick. He's got a good shot and knows for goal. Good use of his size. Probably could work on that a little bit, but uh, those are the two guys I'm thinking of, Kyle Zayetz No Omar So.
1: One of them for me is Kyle Zayetz because I think that the first team could. you never can have enough uh, – Depth uh, deep in the midfield. The other one I'm thinking is Edgar Rito because the first team oh, does yes. lack that that depth um, at wing back at, at outside back, and I think he has shown that he can get he can go forward very well. He can defend very well. Um, he's definitely got that speed that you would want on the outside. Um, and he's very decisive when he gets in the attacking third. So I, I'm looking at him if he, when he gets healthy, if he comes on strong and he has a really good start to the season, maybe the first team starts looking at him.
0: I'm not, I think his offensive traits are, are better than his defensive traits. I think his speed gets him out of trouble sometimes. Um, and that's where my worry would be with him at the first team was whether or not he could defend at an MLS level. He does an okay job at USL, but sometimes he gets you know sort of caught out or will dive into a challenge he doesn't need to be in. Uh, but offensively, uh, if he varied up his approach a little bit, I think he would become a much more difficult player to deal with. All right,
1: I agree with that. I, I want to see maybe like you said, you know, we'll see where he is defensively this year compared yeah. to last.
0: And, of course, coming off a big injury. So hopefully he comes back healthy and ready to contribute. And uh, we could see him maybe starting with the first team. That brings us us to the end of another episode of Raising Bulls. It's a short one. We don't have that much to talk about yet, guys. We'll have a little bit more next week. There is a game Saturday against the New England Revolution 2. Willie Whitelaw is now the social media guy at New England. (laughs) I don't think he'll be doing the twos, but you never know. So uh, maybe we'll be seeing him. New England too is in League 1. They're not in championship, if uh, memory serves correct. But, uh, you know, maybe he'll still make his way down this way, and we'll get to see him from time to time. Willie, uh, now you're the enemy. (laughs) I got my eyes on you, Willie, because you're on my timeline. So I'll see you. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at underscore Joe Goldstein. I am at jstein15. And if you'd like to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast, and of course that's Twitter.com people. You know that site where everyone hates everyone else? We're there. You can follow us there. We're also on Facebook.com slash Raising Bulls. You can go to RaisingBulls.com where we post all our episodes and you can send us questions at RaisingBulls.com, just like Ira Jersey did today. And that's questions at RaisingBulls.com. It's what, Joe?
1: Questions at RaisingBulls.com.
0: Darn tootin'. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us, rate us, review us. It helps with the algorithms. You can push us up the charts. It'd be nice. You know, I I like our audience, but it would be nice to grow a little bit, too. I think we've got a nice, steady little group here, but let's push for the big time. I don't know what that voice was. We're on BGN.FM. That's the Beautiful Game Network. I mentioned them before. They're covering MLS, USL, Premier League, NWSL. I used to do a call out of shows, but they keep growing. It's hard to keep up with the list and they don't break it down by podcast anymore. So just go over there and you'll be happy with what you find. They have a lot of quality content. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Last but not least, tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com I said last but not least but I'm going to plug uh, Red Bull's News Network uh, we have been ruffling feathers of late come by to have your feathers ruffled at a discount price today rbnn.us RB News Network on Twitter you can follow my stuff and Joe's stuff there And uh, if if you're in the audiobook market, you can look up books that I narrate. That happens now. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you'll be interested in any of those things, but you can find me and listen to those things there. I've got a werewolf uh, young adult novel that I did called uh, uh, Wolfborn, The Wolfborn Saga, book two, Ricochet. (laughs) I'm doing another one now, but that won't be out yet. Uh, And... Uh, my music podcast, the the Acoustic Boomerang Music Podcast. You can listen to that. We have a lot of good guests making their way through there. Some more good ones coming up. For myself, Joe Steen, and John Wallenek, thank you very much, and have a great night.